Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast where we watch a whole dang series. We start with the one, we go to two from there, three from there, get through the final chapter, go through the new beginning. After the new beginning, of course, what sex? It's just six. No, no, no. Six. Jason lives. No, no, no. That's that's six. What's five? Six is. Wait, what? Six Which is one do you Jason want? Lives. What's five? Five is. A new no, chapter. No. A new, new chapter. Blood. A new beginning. New blood. No, no, no. That's this, this is one. new blood. Okay. Oh, wait, so, no, no, no. We got this. Shut up. Shut up. I got this in my head. No, we already got it. Oh, we did it. Yeah. I knew, part I one. You I did part it. two. Part three. Final chapter. New beginning. New beginning. Jason lives. Jason lives. <laughs> the new blood. It's Josh and Charles. Welcome to Unworld End. We are continuing our odyssey into the realm of the Jason. This is why I don't have more than you as my friend. Can you imagine me trying to remember six names? It's difficult. I to. can't. Yeah, you can't do it. Like, but I think you chose great Josh. for your one friend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, not happy. I mean, not unhappy. If you called me John or Jason or Joe, I called you I'd, Justin earlier. But it was you a did call me Justin earlier. You're, yeah, I've switched. I did this. I used to call myself Jarls because I've been surrounding myself my whole life with J names. Yeah, Jamie. No, you're a partner. Never had a Jamie. Jink, your dog. Never had. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, sorry. Do it again. Jamie. Yeah, your Uh partner. Yeah, I call her Jamie. Jink, your dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I did have a a Justin, a John, a Jared. In my early stages. That was then. This is now. You've moved on from them. Okay? Yeah, they're It's gone. time to put them in the past. They could be dead. We need to go back to the lake house where you psychically murdered them to confront. This is a common practice in the Jason verse. Psychiatrists uh-huh. going back to the scene of the thing. Yeah, what'd you call it? Evolution theory? No. Exposure theory. Exposure therapy. therapy. Yeah, lots of it's people the in the of series. Evolution. Yeah, like fucking Tommy's got to go look at the dead body to prove to himself that Jason's dead in six. Uh-huh. and fucking everyone's going back jason's mom still lurking around old crystal lake just to you know everyone's really stuck in the past time to move on time for some new blood so no jason no No, jason's in this one yeah sorry my friend jason oh okay so yeah i was gonna say this is the jason verse my friend where you can't just take jason out no no no, i'm saying for nobody lives jason in the corner he stays in the corner though it's a good shot. shot Good Old stuff. freaking stoned guy, my MVP, the stoner. Oops. Josh. Oops. My most valuable player, the stoner guy, David. Oops. <laughs> I'm hungry. You want to smoke weed with me? Columbia. You're te- telling me all about this. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a misconception in the Steely Dan song, He 19, where, you know, the Cuervo Gold, the fine Colombian makes tonight a wonderful thing. It's like Jilly Jan's right in the room with me. I'm Jilly, and this is my good friend Jan. And this is a little song called... Oh, it's a two-parter? I thought Steely Dan was one guy. J-19. J-19, that's Rita Franklin. So yes, the song about an older man seducing a teenager, it does not involve getting her coked up, but they smoke weed. Fine Colombian, according to Donald Fagan in a recent interview, is a reference to marijuana, not not cocaine. I've never seduced anyone in my whole life. That's not true. I'm sure you've seduced someone. Okay. It was unintentional then. (laughs) But if I were trying to do it, I think I would stick to weed over cocaine. I don't think coke is a good seduction practice. I think you'd be surprised at how exciting everything feels when you, though I have not, if one were to do cocaine. It makes one very excited about stuff. So I think it actually, 
um, probably has played into many a seduction over the years. Maybe I should give it a whirl on Jamie tonight. Uh, I bet Jamie would be pretty down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this, my good man, my good friend, sir. Yeah. Uh, this movie begins with a tastefully short series of flashbacks to previous films, but it introduces for round seven a new component to the intro. Did you notice the new component? I did. What well, was it? Yeah, I think so. We've had straight, you know, just unedited last scene of the movie. We've done, we've seen that. We've seen a montage before. That's happened. That's that's what this one was. What we haven't had is VO work. I'm about to blow your little ding dong off. And for everyone at home who's a fucking dumbass, VO stands for voice. Yeah, it's sorry. It's an industry thing. We're sorry, in the. Yeah. We're in the biz. We're we, in the recording we, biz. Yeah, we're doing it right now. Yeah, we're, we got the cans on. We're in the stew. I mean, this could be VO if we had something to owe it on. Yeah, and and hey, when people say show us your O face, they mean your over parentheses voice face. Right, because yeah. what else could it, would it be? Get ready to make that O face because that voiceover narration. Wait, can I guess? Go ahead, guess. Who was it? Um, Maybe it was. I'll uh, give you a hint. Don't tell me the name. You're doomed. You're all doomed. You just told me the name. No, I didn't. It's like one of those. What are those things? You're doomed. The first time I saw it on Facebook, the thing where it's like, tell me that you're, you know, you've had a hot dog without telling me you've ever had a and hot like, dog. And I'm like, oh, I'm freaking covered in mustard and relish. And I'm crying. I get it. Yeah, you've had a hot dog before. I have had a hot dog. So I love basically, that. That's it, it, everyone's way. so interesting. It's so interesting if they like a movie. Mm-hmm. Or if they're a certain age. Yeah. Or if they remember a thing. Yakbacks. Tell me you've used a yakback without ever I don't saying... know what that is, to be honest. <laughs> I have no you're clue. You're too young. That's What's crazy. What's a yakback? That was that little Nickelodeon toy that you could talk into it. You could do your own VO work, but then bust it out later so you wouldn't have to do the same VO again. Yeah. Okay. So okay. you could be like, Josh is stupid. And then I could just- Tell record... me you're Josh without telling me you're Josh. Wow. I'm so fucking stressed out. I think I might dig a hole in the ground. But and do you know into that it. the coolest let me let me read you this lineup of a nineteen eighty two Dead and Company show. Okay, for one, eighty two is an Annie. underrated year. Okay, the two, Flower Bridge continues. Let's see. The Flower Bridge the continues mustard. in eighty two. They were doing a whole new thing with that. A really fusion right. Flower Bridge continues. People think that it's you know, you hear the sixty nine Flower Bridge continues. Nothing like that. Move on, chump. I used no, to be like that. This is the second film in a row, I believe, where there is no Grateful Dead concert <gasps> corresponding feeling, to the release. Bud? I feel like fucking shit. Yeah. This was released on May 13th, 1988. Was that a Friday, probably? You're doomed. So that was Ralph? That was Crazy Ralph and his, the great Walt Gorney. Cool. And his last film. <gasps> Did he die? Yeah, I think he's dead. I, well, I mean, he just gave up acting, um, or did he, he stopped? A... He no longer performed, and I, I would go ahead and guess that by 2021, as we record this, and if for future episodes, just go back and film whatever year it is. I'll do a few of them: 2022, 2023, 2024. Because I said in, as of 2021, he's probably dead, but, but it's not going to be. I, I don't want the listener to be tied to this moment in history. I'm so. not going to edit it all together. 2025, 2026, 2027. 2028, 2029, 2030, 2031, 2031, 2032. This is Hobbit years. Oh, and like second, Brecky. My name is 11 years old today. So I'm a baby Hobbit. 
Oh, look what at, a baby! Look at these tootsies. They're coming in little tootsies. Potato. Beer, mate. Oh, I love you, Sam. Do you think a hobbit prefers beer or taters? Oh, my God. That's like asking Jason to pick between punching someone's heart out through his chest like in six and freaking uh, killing him with a sharp thing. Like a, it, a lot of this movie. Machete or a tent pole or another thing. It was... It was is a tent. I yeah, think it I guess was a, that was a tent. We were pole. confused about the sharp, the, the sharp metal object. I think it was a tent thing, like you batten to the ground to tie a tent to. I haven't done one of those where I just sort of pick out the minutia in a movie. You know, I used to do that for like every time you shift a gear and too fast, too furious videos. <laughs> Did you see those I was making? Yes, those? the famous ones are like uh, the best one is yeah, which is my the best. the Lord of the Rings one. Where oh, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? I thought you were saying when the best Sam one says, I did. One more step, and it's the farthest step I've ever taken away from home. I can't remember what the edit is, but it's like you see that scene like a billion times. It's really funny. So I haven't been compelled to do a new one in a while. I did the every time someone says hello and 28 days later, which is a fun one. But this, there is probably about two minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot until you think about how long it is to see that metal object. It comes back every 10 minutes. They're touching it. They're looking at it. They're talking about it. They throw it on desks. They pick it off the ground. It's like this weird MacGuffin thing. No, no, that's not what a MacGuffin is. But no, Michael and his date who, of course... So this movie was filmed under the title Birthday Bash... Oh, I love it when they do it. Pretty good because they have a big old party for their friend. And I would say the shots of Jason surrounded by balloons are easily my favorite shots in the movie. What a lovely image. Drab balloons. Uh, drab balloons. Um, okay, so this is directed by John Carl Buechler. Good pronunciation. Or Bueller. Bueller? No, but there's a ch. There's Anyone? a ch. B-U-E-C-H-L-E-R. Buechler. Yeah. Right, that's why I said good. You got it right the first time. You're going a little too far. Have Heavy. So, uh, Kane Hodder plays Jason in this. He got the role because he insisted on having maggots in his mouth in a movie called Prison that came out the year before. I gotta see that. I know. He was like, I guess he's like a, an undead uh, death row guy who's like, I gotta Sick. fucking maggots up in me. He and wanted it or he, he just wanted it. He, he was like, along with look, it. let's, go, let's, we want to do fucking undead guy, put maggots up Dude, in that, me. Did he go on Fear Factor or anything? This was the late 80s. That was not a show that was available to watch. He would have been primetime. so good in, on Fear Mr. Factor. Mr. Joseph Rogan, the most successful media figure of my lifetime, would have been. Very impressed with Kane Hodder. So this kicks off a run of three Hodder Jasons. This is why Kane Hodder is considered by oh, many to be oh, oh, the Jason. He's the only guy to play Jason for multiple movies, and it's gotcha. a run of three. Now, Graham, listeners may recall, in Six, the restaurant manager who played Jason for a hypnotist show in his own restaurant, who was cast in a film because of someone in the fucking audience was working on Jason, uh, he wanted to come back. But they were like, this guy fucking, this hotter guy, he'll eat all the worms. He'll eat maggots, worms. You can just put them in his mouth. There weren't. Did, in prison. I'm saying they saw him I, in prison. I know, I know, I know. But did they, like, why is that? That's like, I have Look, lots of skills. You, they give you the I'm, keys to the car, right? Yeah. You give the keys to the car, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You want to bring some other girl to the dance or the girl you saw eat they could worms? Eat <laughs> I mean. You're going with the worm this girl. Is the, the, the problem. You are don't come on. Answer the question. Other girl, worm I find, girl. I, I plead the other fit. girl. This question worm girl. is it's not vegan. Ve- bugs are vegan. Bugs are vegan. Yeah, I think. I don't know, man. Oh, that's the rules I need are a crazy. Bug. 
Wow. I've been watching a lot of Survivor, and I'm like, you know, because we do that thing when you watch reality show, you're like, can I do that? I don't know that I could catch an old thingy and eat it. I'm not I sure. Bet you I'd, could. I would have to. Otherwise, I would die. Yeah. But it is hard. There was that vegetarian who was uh, called out for in like season three who she, she was like, she finally ate meat and they made fun of her for it. As she should be made fun of. That's funny. Yeah. So, okay. So at this point in the series, the Nightmare on Elm Street series is like doubling the box office. As it, I, we were just talking, crushing these movies. We're not going to do the, all those, but there is a, a crossover. The crossover was meant to happen for this movie, ah. and then it would take another subsequent 15 years to come together. But for for that not working out, they were like, remember when I uh, – maybe I said this in my head. You know what the problem is with life? Sometimes you see stuff in your head. Mm-hmm. And you're like, did I say it out loud or in my head? Like dreams. Mm. Sometimes I wake up, but I have great dreams. Most okay. have nightmares. Give us, one. Give us a taste of one. Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to brag or boast, you know. You just did already, though. Well, I just – I'm keeping it vague. I mean, there was one where I like – I don't know. I – I, I saw an old friend and I gave him a hug. That was a dream you had? Yeah. Are you making that being No, serious? very recently. I was like, wow. this friend I haven't seen in a while. I was like, hey, it's you. And I had a nice time. Last night I dreamed of an old lover dressed in gray. Yeah. Is that a Grateful Dead song? No, it is a song. Uh, it's a song lyric by Donald Fagan from his song, The Goodbye Look, off of his inimitable 1982 oh, classic, The Night Fly. Pretty close. Nope. It was pretty close. It was a song. I thought you came Only brain. an absolute peasant. Would say that yeah, I was raising his hand. He is That's a peasant. Okay. That's me. So basically, we get Jason versus Carrie because they're like, we always have the same blonde final girl. Uh, what if she was psychic? Uh, which is cool. Which is cool. I would say, certainly after the raw heat of six, I found New Blood to be somewhat of a lightweight yeah. entry. I mean, yeah. It was fine. We enjoyed it. I, I think it seemed to lack a certain – I loved – I think Jason, again, as we've come to enjoy, is really in the four. We get a lot of Jason, a lot of unmasked Jason. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of very clever camera stuff, like we talked about this earlier. In a flash of lightning, we see Jason standing hiding in a corner. Well, a, a man on drugs goes to raid a fridge after boning some lady out. Yeah. The behavior of kids these it's days. Like it's like a documentary. It's fucking sickening. Yeah, it was like a it was like looking in the mirror. Right. Well. A stoned guy looking in the fridge immediately after sex. I was yeah. like That's yeah. why I said a documentary. That's not a mirror for me, but I've seen you do it. I've seen yeah. Amy do it. After sex you go for a brisk run. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I like, usually, got to go while the blood the blood is flowing. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I get out there and pump stuff. I love your sex negativity that's taken over the podcast. I like it too. <laughs> I will say you were talking about this earlier. How nice just to have like a, a real best friend again. But like you know, I called out sick from work today. I'm going through some mental, yeah. emotional, physical health stuff right now. And I was like, you know, what'd be fun just watching horror movies in well, Charles' we were, basement. We were gonna do it tonight. For hours. You texted me at like nine thirty. What happened was this, and I was I, like, hell yes, come over and we can watch Friday the Thirteenth at nine thirty. I called out of work last night. I slept into nine thirty, which for me is a coup. And I was like, the goal today. Lower the old blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So I went to Target so you got to some pick leeches up leeches at Target. Yeah, I did some ritual bloodletting. Let me explain. My humors were out of balance. I could tell. Listen, fellas, this episode brought to you by leeches and ladies. Are, uh, and anyone? Uh, sure. Whatever. Or unless you're pr- just only men should leech. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to tell stance? anyone how to live their life. Okay. I'm not a doctor. 
But I do love leeches. Let me tell you this. Are you having a mild headache? Yes. Do you have an ache or a sore? Yes. Are you having feelings about your father? Wow, no. Okay, then what you need, my friend, is to be bloodlet by a living creature, a leech. You affix it to your skin. It'll drink and drink and drink. What are those little they guys? Have like, they are terrifying. You can get a bag of them at Target for like eight bucks. It's sick. Like a wet bag full of leeches. Yeah. Target is now a wet market. I don't know if people know this. <laughs> Target is now a big open sort of like just like it just stalls of buckets. Right. It's just like that. Buckets full of writhing bath things. scene in uh, of uh, in Eastern Promises, but replace Vi- Vigo with, with bags of wi- wet who who would win, Vigo, naked Vigo, Vigo in the steam room, or Jason? Because both of them are big guys who can fight in when it's wet. Mm-hmm. That's a huge plus. It's a I'm huge slippy slap. Jason gets wet as fuck in this movie. I would say Jason because so far Jason has not died. That's true, but it did seem like Vigo was very hard to kill in that movie. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But he. But oh, well, counterpoint to myself. They could. Vigo's like a cop in that movie. <sighs> Jason excels at killing cops. Yeah, Vigo's not. Oh yeah, he was a That's cop. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I forgot. We should watch that sometime. I haven't seen it's that such in a years. good movie. Yeah. Also, we're always complaining about a lack of dong. And in this I, movie, I, I have am. to say, um, Melissa, the mean preppy girl, who's a great character, should be in all movies. The mm-hmm. the, the Kristen Wig and the mm-hmm. Wet Out American Summer uh mm-hmm. TV shows is essentially the closest parallel I can draw. Um when she seduces the nerd who's going on about science fiction, uh, we yeah. see him sort of crawling over her in his tidy whities And I was like, we're so close to seeing some taint. You were. I was like You're screaming taint, taint. Let's balance taint, out taint, some of the, the, the gratuitous female nudity of the series with a man's taint. But we didn't get it. No. So maybe maybe in uh maybe an eight. I would say the acting though, like a repulsive science fiction reader writer uh, trying to perform sex. He was very good at that. Yeah, Charles was like, "Let me tell you from experience, this is this is eerily spot. This accurate. is like looking in the mirror." Yeah, you're for maybe a documentary for you, but that's a see mirror. for me. The documentary was a stoned guy who has sex and is cool. Well, that was your mirror. That was my doc. Let me explain it to you. It's your mirror. Okay, it's my movie. Okay, this is the opposite. Right. This is my mirror. Okay, and your doc. Oh, get it? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Lar Park Lincoln is the name of Tina, the actress. Cool. Lar Park Lincoln. She's cool. Say that ten times fast. Go. I can't. Lar Park Lincoln. 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 You only got to five. That's tough. Lar Lar Park Lincoln. I was going to say earlier. We. I've been sort of. We almost watched a Jalo movie instead of this, and I'm sort of glad we didn't because this reminded me. We almost watched The Beyond, which is a very good movie, but. I think a maybe more underrated classic from that that whole movement is Phenomena, starting Jennifer Connelly. Phenomena. Phenomena. You can go on. I love a Connelly. Is this a young Connelly? Okay. Uh 85 Connelly. Wow. So this came out a year before this. It is about... No, this is 88. You're getting your movies mixed together. In your old geriatric brain. Old, old brappy. Charles, oh, I was in the war against the Germans. Where's the whiskey or the road? I love Phenomena. It's probably my favorite Argento movie. It's about a young woman who can control bugs with her mind. That's the perfect woman. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Maggot Girl earlier. She's basically Maggot Girl. And this is, I feel like, had to have been, like, I'm sure someone, a part of this movie had seen Phenomena. Because da, da, it had... Na, na, na. 
Phenomena. Phenomena. And I just, I, I really love. I well, I will come very hard on a did not care about this movie at all. I love that it is Final Girl actually has some fucking powers and is cool as shit. Yeah, and I think I do like the framing of like her alcoholic abusive father you know runs out to bring her back into the house and she uses her brain powers to kill him murder him and then inadvertently frees jason from his watery grave not freeze it it, it breaks away this is a lot more like four in a sense because it's sort of like we're just here for the summer we have to be across the street at beautiful camp crystal lake yeah um and uh, I, I loved that at the end, she climactically <laughs> brings her father back to life to kill Jason. That was cool. That was awesome. I wish this movie was a little more exciting. Yeah. This was kind of a snoozer, because again, mm-hmm. six really has this kinetic quality. Five is like getting screamed at by a coked up <laughs> lunatic. And four is Crispin Glover, who's just fun to watch. And three was just a good movie. Yeah, 3D effects. Very exciting. It's the future of film. Two, we didn't love, but I liked. And one, I liked. You didn't like Okay, so much. we're done now. Okay, yeah, but yeah. this one, I love well, I'm, I I'm, I'm irritating you now, which I like. Yeah, we swapped. We swapped but You know a what's bit. fun is that when, uh, when you cut me off and irritate me, I don't have a little fit. You know, I don't make you stop the record. You did a bad job. We had to stop the recording last episode because Charles drove us into a dead end. I didn't. Just, you did. I tried last episode to talk about Dune and you just said, oh, let me say Spice three times. Then I forgot what the fuck I was talking That's about. That's my fault. That's your old brain. But this is what happened. I Welcome was talking to about, Charles's Dune Corner. I was talking corner. about Roy. Welcome to Charles's Dune Corner. Charles. I was talking about Roy and you were like, now I don't know what I was talking about. And I was like, dude, just move on. Get with the program. This is so you. You're mad about something that happened like three hours ago and you choose to express it while we're recording the next episode. Yeah. Grow up. Charles, tell us about Dune. Well, it's over. I mean, it was about Let's, la- let's, was let's about, grow up, up together and you can tell me about Dune. I brought it up because of six. But... You saw it last night. I'm certain you can think of some stupid yeah, yeah. parallel to bring up. Well, Dune. I was just talking about. Because... Now, Dune, a dry movie in deserts. Am I right? It's true. Stop talking about spice. I wasn't going to say spice. Okay, no one good. even said spice. I know. You're obsessed with spice. See, now you're having a little fit. That's me taking You just spice. said, oh, I don't have a little fit like Josh, then proceeded to throw a fit. <laughs> okay, uh, tell us about well, Dune. I, I was just, I was just, I was, I, and I was talking about Roll Doll. I have no idea why. Mm, the British Sorry to, boy, the I, boy who lived. Oh my God! Harry Potter shows up. Remember, in this movie. yeah, Jason freaking falls to the stairs like a dummy, and then bursts out of the understairs area like Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Jason. If anyone who was listening to the last episode and I waited a week wondering, like, why the fuck did Charles bring up Dune? I brought it up because I'm sick of all these movies coming out, and six reminded me of this, where or maybe it was five or something, but like. Dune did not need to exist as a movie, as a two and a half hour movie. All it did was set up a real movie that I hope comes out one day. And it's just it was a really frustrating watch because there's a lot of cool. We shit. did agree on the name of the sequel. Yeah, Tune. I, Tune. Yeah, called it. Hey, Denny, you're welcome. And you can spell it either T W O N E or the number or two. the number two N E. I I very much recommend the latter. That's right because it even looks like a D. Right. It'll be really confusing. But yeah, it was just like. Here's what you need to know about Spice. Here's what you need to know about Peter or Atreus or whatever, Paul. I forget his name. I have no clue. Here's what you need to know about the woman who can speak with a funny voice. Like, it was just, it felt like a fucking history class. People like to learn uh, new rules. I know. I don't, yeah. 
But anyway. Uh, so so multiple actresses who had appeared in other movies in the franchise read for Birthday Bash and then were like, uh, in all honesty, I have been in other installations of this series. Which is so <laughs> funny that they're at that point where they're like, fucking call everybody. Get them back. Get them in. Birthday Bash. But I think I brought that up because we were talking about the success of franchises. And this, to me, in the same way that six it it do, it does stand on its own, but it, it you get so much more out of it having watched some of the earlier ones. This I actually think would have been a much better standalone movie because while Jason is intimidating, you said this is like mimicking one and two, where it's like I do not want to be bored while I'm waiting for Jason to kill someone. I want to be entertained, and that's what three, four, and six so far have figured out is how to make me happy while I wait for Jason to kill people. And this is more yeah, boring shit. This doesn't really get cooking, which is kind of frustrating. Because, again, it's just sort of like horny teens trying to party in the woods. And, you know, I'm not against that. I think there's a lot of rich, dramatic mm, gravitas yes. that can be mined. Shakespeare, Dante. Yeah. Well, uh, most people don't talk about is the original draft of Macbeth. Macbeth and his homies are trying to bring a keg out to house. a sweet lake yeah. house party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually working the Macbeth prequel, but they he does meet Lady three Macbeth. Three witches. Yeah. Hot and they're like, smokers. y'all are going to get blazed tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, jeepers, Macbeth. Off. I don't like the sound of that, but I like the look of those. And in, the, in Macbeth, the prequel, whenever someone gets a boner, they do the... Wait, somebody does it? Or it's in the Foley? It's Foley. Okay. Someone hits a button and goes... You don't need to hit a button. They got one right here. Yeah. Have you talked to Joel? Edgerton, the actor? No, he's Cohen. Joel and Oh, yeah. Look, I've been sending Joel notes about his Othello for a while. Yeah. And, and let me tell you this. He has not gotten back to me. It's a sick trailer. I said, what if you gender swap all of the roles and set it in gangland Chicago? Wait, say that again. What if you gender swap all the roles and set it in gangland Chicago? I know. And what would you call it? Beth? Just yeah, bath? just bath. Just call it bath. Just bath. People are like, is that like about the kiss song, bath? And I'd be like, no, no it's actually Othello, but gender swapped. Oh, I thought you were talking about Macbeth. Sorry. No. Okay. Well, would you? I, I like that you said bath. I was like, yeah, I guess it's sort of like Othello. But maybe that'd be cool if you called like Othello. 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 And it's gender swapped. Wow. Imagine how crazy it'd be to take a play that you've seen with one set of genders. Hold on. Wait, Wait for it's it. It's the same set. Swap them. Okay. That's now it. they're different. That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. It's got to work one of these times. So Laura Park Wilson did some of her own stunts and cried all on her lonesome this whole movie. She does real tears. Wow. She's very good at that. She got migraine from crying. Jesus. Her freaking head hurt. It's hard. I mean, I haven't cried in a while because I'm a man. Yeah. So, but I remember. Whenever me or Char- me and Charles have a system where if one of us is going to cry, we call the other one. We immediately break off whatever social engagement we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, for yeah. us, it's like. You know, a gala one night, a ribbon cutting right. the next oh night. Oh, my God. Opera? Uh, the op- we go to the opera house, watch the opera. Yeah. And whatever we're up to, we'll give each other a call and just, yeah. you know, we're like, I'm about to cry. And what we do is we go out into the woods and just fucking break everything around us. We tear trees down, rip up underbrush, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. kick old cans around. Yeah. It's pretty fucking epic. It's honestly like kind of what the kings of yore used to do. It's how men cry. Yeah, it's how men cry. Yeah. 
But uh, we uh, we didn't cry or really. I didn't really re- react much to this movie. I think, which is sad because it sets up such a fucking awesome premise. I was so excited when she kills her dad in the opening scene. I was like, holy shit! Like she can warp space with her mind. Cuts to the future, the present, or whatever. She reanimates a dead Jason with her mind. Like, this shit is the coolest way to start a fucking Friday movie. Yeah, and also talk about fucking leaning into this shit in such an awesome way, where it's like, yeah, at this point, the fucking undead murderer who was revived by lightning, now a psychic child has brought him back to life. And it's like, great. This is the tone... I just wish this was a more exciting movie. It's so boring. It's It's back to coffee. It's a bummer, because I like rotting skeletal jason where you can see his teeth and spine and stuff that's super cool, that's cool. and he's definitely taking care of business he's like i see jason is not the problem here no 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 yeah no this is this is unfortunately i mentioned coffee earlier not that it was like a peppy cup of java it's that it reminded me of the scene in one where at what most people would consider to be the climax of a movie your protagonist makes a cup of coffee for two minutes and this had that vibe where it's just like you know, people opening presents and talking to themselves and have fucking in a van. The deaths were a little better than one, but it had that same really bad energy. Well, it's it's just frustrating because it's, it's better than a lot. Of, it's better than, for me, it's middle of the pack, not yeah. like bad. The, yeah. the, the, the problem is that like reanimated round two Jason is a really interesting idea and a very interesting visual and they do a lot of good stuff with him psychic teen with with uncontrollable telepathic power very cool concept everything else is very by the book and I wish they brought that same energy because it's like oh another stoner guy another dork it's like those archetypes are like left completely untouched yeah and um, it's, it's sort of a weird thing to sort of knock you do final girl plus one you do jason plus one at this point there's a, those two ceremonial roles are given some relish on top a little bit of stink on it a lot of stink a lot of stink hey here's some fun fact speaking of stink freaking kane hotter playing old jay yeah he sweats so dang much they called him stinky Voorhees on set because his ass stinks so all the cute. sweating God, can you imagine being on set uh, being in the cold, shitty woods. They oh shot this God. one in the south, and I know they had to have like gator wranglers around because there were like gators around. Wow, it looked it looked like New Jersey state bird. You don't know sh- the mosquito. You don't know shit about <laughs> fuck. So <laughs> that I can just say state bird now, and you that have like, that. a hypnotic response. Yeah, a Pavlovian run. Pavlov. So they had to do all of the work to make this movie in like five months, which is insane. That seems so, like a long time. That's that... no. This is we're talking about. Oh, uh, oh from prep, start to finish, cast, shoot, edit, and okay. score. Okay, that's a lot. And speaking of score, yes, Manfredi is joined by someone this time, Fred something, Molino or something. Yeah, so uh, it's sort of my favorite score so far. Okay, so I really like that. Edition. I liked that he seemed to be Colin or Fred or whatever his name is. Um, he really brought a, a strange, maybe industrial or even like. Not noise, but noise adjacent. It was very repetitive and playing with like looping and echoing. It was cool. I was into it. The normal was more like yeah. I I definitely the sound the the score was great. Yeah, Fred Molin, the great Fred Molin. Yeah. Um. So I. Oh, so it looks like at this point, man, friend is mostly getting. He's not contributing new work to this. So it's James Patterson novel. Exactly. He's just he's just there for the James has his fucking feet up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can write music with your feet up. 
William Butler saw a rough cut without music or sound effects and almost had a heart attack. He attended the finished film of the premiere and was relieved. Oh, because it sucked. <laughs> That's why. He wasn't scared. He was like, oh, this might be fucking awful. So he saw it without music and sound effects, and he thought it was bad? He's like, holy shit, this fucking blows I mean, ass. I believe yeah. it. <laughs> I noticed uh, some scenes where it's like the scene where Nick has the gun and he's like stalking around the house. I was like, this would be really boring without the music because the music isn't fitting. The music is intense and scary sounding, but it's like, this scene sucks. It's Tina! a bummer. This was so close to being really good. I also thought like I liked Jason with the big props, like the big spinny blade thing. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's sort of was like we're leaning a lot on props. And we're getting back to the point where the setup for the death is cool. You're like, oh, shit, this is going to be so cool and fun. And then it just like is the most boring death, either off screen or a little. Right. And they had the to. Fuck? This is an MPAA thing where they really had to cut this down dramatically. All the deaths okay. were a lot more brutal originally. The sleeping bag death, which oh. is my most valuable death. Of course. Uh, so being bludgeoned to death in a sleeping bag is a unique variant. Uh, she apparently in the original cut is, is like hit like six times yes. against the tree. I mean. Which makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I could kill someone in one swag. You could not swing anyone short of a very young or. Or okay. an animal, a child Even or an animal. If, say I was. You could murder a newborn or an animal, maybe. Say I stuffed a child in a sleeping bag. Okay. It would still take me three or four swaps with the, the bag. The old swaps the bag. Now, 88 is a big year for horror franchises. Halloween 4, Return of Mike Myers, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master. Sick title. That's a fucking franchise title. The yeah. Dream Master. And then Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, a pretty chunky title there. Also this year, uh, Chucky, Child's Play comes out. Oh, sick. Hellbound 2, Hellraiser 2, and Phantasm 2. Mm. So, I mean, we're really in the heyday of, of 80s horror franchising. This is yeah. really quite the year. Yeah. Oh, man. Phantasm would have been fun. We could do Phantasm. I've never seen those. People love them. The, the first one is incredible hey remember when i said the butcher knife murder was a callback that's from part two yeah so when, when the stoner gets to someone disappointing death of just getting stabbed it is a classic i know you said it, it was classic. i didn't disagree with you i said yes that's the problem with this I'm movie just telling you it's no, I, cool. I, I, I i'd say the problem is if you go classic friday the 13th you're gonna be bored this this doesn't get cooking until i would say after a classic yeah the bag, though. We definitely agree MVD is, is the bag. Bag death. Bag death. So this is kind of cool. Kane Hodder not only made history over the course of the series by being the most Jason-y Jason, mm -hmm. but in this movie, in the scene where he is set on fire, mm -hmm. that at the time was the longest controlled burn by an actor ever at 40 yeah. seconds of him just fully engulfed in flame. Wow. That's cool. I remember when I was trying to be uh, thinking about becoming a stuntman. I was fine with falling out of things, uh, jumping off things, getting hit. But I was always like, man, I don't know if I could get set on fire. That sounds scary. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, like... I wouldn't like that. Also, they have to like, coat you in a jelly, put you in a suit. <laughs> cool. Then you got to put all your shit on top. It just seems like a uh, fucking Never mind. Nightmare. Take it back. That sounds great. Jelly suit? Wow. And set you on fire? I would wear a jelly suit. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, people's face getting stabbed, body being cut in two, longer sleeping bag murder, axe in the face was longer. It, just, it sounds like there's a it's much more bad, brutal version. The end results were better than anything in the first two. Like, the kid who got uh, his head canoed, maybe not canoed, that's a little different, but, like, 
the front canoe where he got like from his chin to his forehead, he had a divot taken out. That Big looks, old divot. That yeah. looks cool. Yeah. This also, it does the classic like final moment of the movie. You have the final girl get surrounded by the corpses. And this was my favorite one. I found them to be pretty underwhelming. This well, had like. The thing is like, you know, in two, we get the cool altar to his mom surrounded with like his sacrifices. How ruled. Yeah. I, I, I think it's in what in, in, in shitty five, there's the one room full of corpses mm-hmm. and, you know, and then in four, of course, Crispin Glover, like crucified over the doorway. There's like a few like good. displayed corpses. I do agree that I like this display of corpses a lot. Like the tree think, covered in yeah. nailed up dead people. As an and, overall, like I remember in one, there were just like people just falling out of trees. This had that, of course. <laughs> right. It's classic. Someone just dropping out of nowhere, which but I yeah. think worked effectively in this one. Girl nailed, nailed to the tree. I'm hoping that eventually, as the, the the budgets maybe get back up a little bit, and maybe we get into like the 21st century, there'll be... Man, if we're Rob Zombie, I think, could pull off a really good Friday the 13th Be careful movie. what you wish for. You may have just spoken that into existence. What do you mean? That sounds great. Uh, can you imagine like the final scene where you get to see all the corpses come, like? In a collage. That is sort of what Rob Zombie lives for. I think that would be yeah. really good. He but would do a good I, job I want to get back that. to Jason for a minute. I asked okay. you about Unmasked Jason. Mm, this, yeah. I believe, is the most we'll ever see in the series of him unmasked for this duration of time. Yeah. What did you think about rotting corpse reanimated demon Jason face? I'm sort of I'm split. I think it's a it's a it's a gutsy move. I I really like a masked Jason. I've realized, you know. Um, I think it's. It's just a little too much, and then it obviously it's sort of like in you know Terminator, where is it Terminator that I'm thinking of? Where like once you try to complicate the special effects, especially in an '80s movie, you sort of or no, it's like uh, the end of Alien is really a good example of this, where the whole movie, the Alien, is terrifying, and, <laughs> and then, then the it's, end, like, it's a guy shuffling oh, it's just around a in, a dude fucking, in yeah. a rubber suit. So I think this is better than Alien, just in that way. Um, he is creepy looking. His teeth are cool and they stick out of his broken, d- disgusting, decayed mouth. But I think I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm a masked Jason, especially well, in this And then era. also it's like a very like old school, like, oh, the grotesque mutant boy. Like that's a very yeah. old, it's such a cheap way of othering a villain. And if he was just really boring looking, which the mask right. allows us to project, I think he's more frightening. I think that's why... You know, the maggot head in the last movie, in the sixth one, where he's dead and, like, his head is just full of maggots. It's like, oh, that's some cool special effects. Yes, there's live maggots on it, but it looks gross. And you're right. This looks like a mask. It looks like a sheen, something that somebody made, and it it does sort of bring out those, you know, the typical deformed boy from, like, a a freak show in the 20s at a circus sort of thing. And it's just like, yeah, it's just pulling on some old tropes that, aren't really scary and they're not like yeah just make him decay i, I do want to say this if i had gone to a freak show as a child i would have been very nice to the freaks of course you would yeah you're a great liberal friend Thank you. i would have been extremely welcoming but i would have said you're welcome here i think what they did well was the spine which just looked like de- decayed flash it was cool to see his like ribs and bones sticking out and it's like it sucks that they couldn't it's probably just this like you know budget and what they had to work with like it's hard. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Yes. It's worth it when you work it. Yeah. I I I don't know. It may be just that they had to go bumpy because they had just had to make his head bigger to get it, <laughs> get the special effects right. Bumpy. So they went bumpy, Jason. Oh, um, bumpy, Jason. But you know, maybe it's just because I'm living in a, a post-pandemic world where I say, leave the mask on. Yeah. Honestly, that's the responsible King? thing to do, Jason. 
Jason would be thriving in 2021. Yeah. Going out to restaurants and then he'd say, do you mind if I never take this off? And everyone would just applaud. Except for Texans. <sighs> Texans would try to pick a fight and then he'd... That would be good, Josh. Yeah. If we had to go to Texas. <laughs> so you want to make a new Jason movie where he goes to enforce the mask mandate in Texas? Yeah. yeah I'm fine with that. That's just a two minute piece, you know, for yeah. like a governor running for his, yeah. their spot. That's certainly a way to win votes in a state to show uh, an infamous uh, supernatural murderer I would love it. churning through people who live in your state because they will not comply with the I mean, mask so far, mandate. that seems to be the Republicans' way of, of appeasing their voters. Hey, if the freaking Republicans could run Jason for office, uh, they would. Yeah, because they just want their, their voter base to die off. And let me say this. I would rather have Mr. Jason Voorhees in the Oval Office then, again than the Orange Man. I think so. I mean, you can say a lot of things about Jason, but he's not rude. He isn't rude. Well, you could argue the murdering. I don't think that's rude. You could argue it it borders on rude. It's certainly uncouth. It's a little bit, you know, aggro, but at least he's, you know, again, I've been watching a lot of Survivor. (laughs) He says, like, he doesn't say anything, never mind, but he he plays it by the book. You know, you know with a Jason, you're going to get a Jason. He's yeah, not a rude man. He's got even decayed. He's got very nice hands. The hands are lovely, and he has he strong have tiny hands. little porker hands, little, little, thing, little, little greasy porker. fingers. So, um, as we sometimes do for this series, we like to investigate the critical reaction to films, right. from their contemporary release. We like to make fun of Roger. Steve Ebert. Davis reviewed this for the Austin Chronicle in verse. What does that mean? Like he wrote a poem? Yes. What? I'm going to read it to you, okay? This is and a note to readers. Bold and uncensored. The Austin Chronicle has been Austin's independent news source for almost 40 years. Keep Austin weird. Wow, it's such a weird place. So well, strange. Yeah. From betwixt my fingers peered exactly what my soul had feared. To the bone, a nerve shoots chilling. Jason on a rampage killing. There is no God. There is no heaven. It's back. Friday the 13th, part seven. All right, so far, my boy Steve is spitting hot fire, okay? This is like when you have to, like, listen to maybe fifth grade poem you know yeah all right creative writing in fifth grade he's trying he's it's trying like, it's like the nightmare he gets the form the he night, gets the form the night before christmas and, and all, all through the house basically this not a charles was stirring not even a mouse it's the same old story seven times around you just can't keep a good corpse down spite a massacre the film before to crystal lake they keep coming more can i interrupt yes We've gone through some of this. What do you think was wrong that day where <laughs> this author decided... Like Steve's wife left him that morning. He's been drinking for 36 straight hours. Why would you... I hate... the like, Letterboxd, for me, has been the best resource because IMDb would fall into this trap. Fucking book reads or whatever that's fucking... App. Good reads. Yeah. D- d- yeah. Oh, the boy. amount of shitty reviews where people like either emulate the author or write a poem or like... Letterboxd is awesome because it's just like people that don't care like yeah, and they just like say something dumb and like three and a half stars. It's great. Yeah, I They're think not trying the, hard. The, the the effort to make yourself seem smart in a review, I don't know who that's for. It almost never works. You always look like a huge fucking chode. Anyways, and one by one they end up dead. A slitted throat, an axe in the head. It's almost done. I've seen them all against my will. Poor victim of an editor's an editor's ill. What does that mean? Poor victim of an editor's ill. Uh, you can't really use ill like that. I've suffered as no man has known. Uh, what about survivors of the Holocaust, Steve? A constant witness of this movie clone. 
If part eight comes, I'll close the door. Quoth this critic, nevermore. Interesting. Bomb. So it's like a Poe po thing. When, yeah, he's doing a hard Poe po thing. Yeah. That sucked. That was way worse than this movie. Yeah. Um, I hate that shit. What else has this guy written? I, I don't know. I'm not digging too deeply into okay. this fucking guy who wrote a dorky review of this movie. Do you think he felt pleasure from that? Like... It is a lot. Like again, we, we we've been so impressed at how little little Roger Ebert had to work. It seems, you know, and it just it does seem like there's this golden era of criticism where you could really phone it in something fierce. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I I'm mean, just jealous. I feel like uh, whoa, I was uh, just reading. I was trying to look up part seven on Letterbox. There's a movie in 2018 called The Friday the Thirteenth Trump Protest March. What? I was right, dude. That's so epic. <laughs> Jason ran against Trump. That's wild. This is cool. And the thing is, what's crazy is the freaking Republicans, they would vote for Jason, even though he's a bad man who killed all those young people and some old people and hillbillies and bikers and medical professionals yeah. Rip. and law enforcement officials. Rip to the bikers. Rip to the bikers from three. We miss you. Um. Yeah, so let's see. Let's get to most valuable death. I think I we we did say the sleeping we bag death. Yeah, 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 I'm just yeah, checking yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, can I want to I want to pick up before we get to other questions. Unless I might peer behind me to see. Yeah, we're great. <laughs> we were talking last episode about you know when movies try to come up with that hard like the the capital T theme. And this, I thought, might fall into that trap because it starts off with a very loaded scene where a young girl kills her father with her mind. And then her evil therapist who wants to exploit yes. her emotional distress to examine her telepathic abilities keeps making the whole thing about her dead father. But this is what I think that's why this movie is very cool is that it. In the same way that the last one had like, oh, your mom's dead. And it's like, whoa, well, that's well, that sucks. What a crazy character thing that we never hear more about. It doesn't really, like, everything does become about the therapist trying to exploit her telekinesis for his own fame and glory rather than her trying to overcome the guilt. And the guilt actually ends up being a red herring other than maybe at the very end when she, like, blows up everything and she's like... And she does bring her dead right, father no, back so to life it. to murder so, Jason, which is insane. Which is cool that for a movie that does sort of border that, like, we do have some emotional themes at stake here. But the end of it is not like, you know, oh, I, I laid my father to rest. I blew up the house. Everything's gone. It's like, no, I will fucking bring him back to life. To, to fight a to guy. fight another <laughs> zombie. And it's like, I don't care if that's like over. Like, that is just cool. Yeah, that's that's fun. But I did like the therapist. Like, um, like yeah, let's just get into our MVPs. I think I'm going therapist. Dr. Cruz. Yeah, he was. He had a lot going on. Yeah. I love that he kills. He kills her mom, Tina's mom, basically. You basically through negligence and being well, a no, dick. He's like, come with me. Uh, and then he holds her up to Jason like yeah. a, a shield. A meat shield. Not good. No. And I think that's another thing I really liked about this movie is that this like telekinesis also had elements of like visions and and seeing into the future and seeing into different spaces. And I like that Jason, she learns that her mom is going to die. And while maybe part of the movie was like, oh, can I stop that? It's more just like, no, the inevitable. Like, you now know that Jason will kill your mom. And there's nothing you can do about it. I really like that Jason is coming just like really this force. Yeah, and I, I do like Tina's visions. Like when she's driving and sees Tina, her mom being horrifically butchered by 
Jason. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good ideas in this. Yeah. But certainly the compressed production time frame, the lack of a really it seems like they had a lot of ideas about Jason that are interesting and not a lot of ideas about the world of the film that could be fully explored. Yeah, so this Tina, is sort Tina's of a great idea, but they right. don't know what to do with her. So it's it's disappointing. Except um, have her collect uh, tent posts. Yeah, very a crucial takeaway. Yeah. I already said my MVP was Stoner Guy because he's yeah. like, I want to do sex on your boobs. Now I'm hungry. Let's smoke weed. Which is like, who is this guy? Is he in my head right now? Yeah, he's is in this the guy mirror. in my fucking head? Yeah, Josh. While we were watching the movie, was just like hitting his head. I was against like, against the wall. Is this really happening? Is that me? Is that me, man? Am I on drugs? I said, Josh is okay, and then I handed him the pipe. Yeah, and I smoked some of that DMT we've been sipping on. You felt better. I sure did. Let me see. We've done MVD, so MVP. I want, here's the thing. I want to. I thought MVB was a funny joke to sort of pull on how shitty this series has gotten. And six made me feel really good. And I think we can put the MVB. Yeah, we're, we're closing the book on MVB. Yeah, it was a funny, like, oh, look how shitty these but movies by are getting. Five, after five consecutive movies that were basically primarily aimed at uh, female nudity, it felt cheeky. But now we're going to turn the other cheeky. And say goodbye, MVB. Right. You're out of here. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the big question, Charles. Uh, are at this point, uh, after another Am sort I of... Happy? we we This has been a real journey for you. For us, really. Because, I mean, you were out at some points and back in and then back out. Um, we all we both loved Six. I think, we, we, I think that's easily the big takeaway from the first yeah. seven films is that Six gets everything right. This movie, not bad, misses a lot of the marks. Is it enough to throw you into the question, when will it end? Here, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat just a tiny bit, not a huge cheat, but like the fact that I know that Hottie is coming back, hotter, Kane hotter. He, he was all, he was like very close second for MVP for this movie for me. I thought, well, not as good as the third. Yeah, th- three is great. This is, I mean, probably my second favorite. Yeah. Um, and this movie didn't, you know, fall apart. It wasn't boring in the same way that one was boring, and it wasn't. It it was it was much closer to a boring one than an exciting four for me or a six or a three, but I'm not giving up. I'm not wow. asking. I think this could turn itself around. I'm excited to see if they can do something with this because these ideas they were they really took some great drugs to get this like girl with powers fighting Jason. Well, it shows. It's fun. Yeah, I, I think for, for as sort of treading water this installation felt it shows that they're still trying to think of interesting ideas and that's exciting and of course this is such an old franchise i'm still excited about going to places as varied and exotic as space hell and the isle of manhattan city that doesn't sleep new york new york hell of a town the bronx is up the battery's down so i'm not asking when will it end because frankly at this point i enjoy jason doing his thing and if the worst thing about the next five movies is jason doing his thing i can live with that yeah. It'll probably get worse than stupid, but uh, you know it is what it is. So Nick had texted me before watching three, saying I had to turn it off before it was over. It's crazy, I know. But he also, I, I we've been talking. I'm trying to, you know, make him feel okay about that decision. But he really did. Like I think we're in a very special place that we can watch these movies with someone that we really like. Yeah, and it's. Can you imagine watching three, especially after like having seen one and two? Like I don't know. It, I think there isn't. Horror movies really do vibe better. Horror movies and comedies. You need to have a crowd reacting. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I think if I don't know that I would have probably never even gotten past two. 
And I think that's why, you know, this is a good question. Like, why am I asking? But watching this with with somebody else is really what these movies are all about. And especially as a critic, critics are notorious loners and losers and everybody hates yeah, them. Yeah, they're losers. Everyone hates them. My favorite movie is uh, Ratatouille and it's all about this piece of shit critic is a fucking asshole to this beautiful to little mouse. like to taste things again. Yeah, and he's like, ooh, it reminds me of my youth. Oh, it's a pee. Uh, Parmesan. Wait, he's and French. that's our episode. He's French. <laughs> Whatever. Who gives a shit? Ratatouille. Wait, uh, are ratatouille, you asking? Ratatouille, 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 Ratatouille. <laughs> Shout out to you five. Can't ask. You can't ask. You have to, you have ratatouille, to Ratatouille. No, I'm, I'm not asking when what yeah. end. Uh, look, at this point, we're seven movies deep, and while this is nowhere near the the staggering majesty of a Saw franchise, I'm having fun. It's it's October. Yeah. It's blustery outside. It's sure cold is. and wet, and we're inside watching the teens get slaughtered and the we occasional got, middle-aged we person. gutters put up. Hey, Muscle Tough. Right before a rain. Wow. We just sat out there, and we didn't even go to bed last night. We just, just watched, watching those gutters work. Watched the rain go I there. called Charles. He's like, can't talk. Gutters. I was like, oh, the gutters must be up now. Yeah. All right. Uh, tune in next week. Well, we go to Manhattan? Yeah. I think we're going to Manhattan. What is it? I think I think eight is Manhattan. And then what's nine? I want to say hell. And then what's ten? I want to say that's Jason X in space. And then what's uh, Freddy versus Jason? And then yeah, the remake. It it's Manhattan. Remake. Yeah. Next up, man, fucking we go to Manhattan. Oh, my God. And I don't want to boast, but Charles and I have been to Manhattan together. We, so Josh. Before we go, yeah. I, I'm going to pose you an idea. Please. We pack this all up, okay? Okay. We drive to vroom, the vroom. big city, and we record a live episode in, in Times, Times Square. Square. And everyone's like, why are those two jack-offs doing that? Yeah, so it's, it's Manhattan, Hell, Space, Freddy, Reboot. So we're really sort <laughs> Dude, of, that's a we're kind of flying. That's yeah, who the sick. fuck this rules? All right. What a great Thank list. Thank you for listening. We're on Patreon and stuff. I'm going to go now. <laughs>